0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Khan, and I'm here with another fantastic guest, Katrina C. As you all know, we bring amazing women that, have, that are doing very cool things in real estate investment to come to the show and share their stories. And Katrina has an incredible story. She's a retired police sergeant and district attorney from Australia and has been a property investor for 30 years now. I had the pleasure of meeting her in Belize a couple months ago, and she's an Aussie like my husband. Um, Most of her property investing has taken place in Australia and now the U.S. and has encompassed large-scale structural renovations. She's also big into personal development like me, and she's um, been blessed to study with Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, Dr. John DiMartini, and others. In 2009, she commenced a four-year around-the-world tour, a journey um, inspired by the book Eat, Pray, Love, and she went on her own Eat, Pray, Love journey, which was uh, just incredible. She said she was blessed to meet met, Meditate with Mayans in Guatemala, swim with whale sharks in Honduras, volcanoes surf in Nicaragua, um, house sit a castle in France, and while she was touring around the world, she was able to work on her um, from her on her development company in Australia. So it, she has um, great great stories about being able to work remotely in this business. She's a an international speaker, author, and she owns a relationship coaching company with her husband called Legendary Love for Life. She loves property investing and she says she's grateful to be here with us today as we are grateful to have her. Welcome, Katrina. Thank you, Minnake. So happy to have you. So um, you know, I, I love your story and I I always like to start um with every woman we get on the show and ask you know how did how did you get started in real estate investment? what made you get started
0: um, When I was about twenty years old, I started uh saving money to go overseas with a friend of mine um, and I saved ten thousand dollars. I applied for the police service, not thinking I would get in because uh, I didn't have a lot of women back in there in Australia in uh, nineteen eighty seven and, uh, and I got in the police service, so I couldn't go overseas. So I had all this money sitting in my bank account. And my dad said to me, why don't you just buy a house? So I bought my first house when I was uh, around 20, 21 years old for $40,000. Wow. And my deposit was $10,000. Now, back there in Australia, that was a lot of money. I mean, the medium housing pricing of Sydney at the moment is a million. So, you know, um, so that was my first house. And uh I was very excited. I took one large room and divided it into two and I sold it for eighty thousand dollars twelve months later and I thought that was
1: great. That that's great too. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. So so you you made quite a lot of profit um that first year and and then um and then you so what tell us a little bit more about, you know, what has happened, you know, since. Yep, and then what I did is I, I thought I was a property investor, so I bought my
0: next house, and I did a bit of renovations on that, and I sold it, and then uh, then I moved to Sydney because um, I was just on the outside of Sydney. Um, I met my first husband. He was a realtor, and I bought another house. And back then, I was trying to fall pregnant, so I was doing uh, IVF, which is... Um, a very expensive medical program and yeah. um, I and each session on an IVF program was worth about ten thousand dollars so I needed the money up front to pay so I used to say to my husband we'll just flip another house <laughs> I, I, um, I lived in my properties in Australia and um, and basically my renovations just got larger and larger and by then I was in the police I was an attorney um, for the Commissioner of Police And in an 18-month period, I made $265,000, which was just unheard of, because had I gone to work and earned that amount of money, I was in a 50% tax bracket in in Australia, I would have had to have earned half a million dollars in 18 months to put that amount of money in my pocket. And that was a big wake-up call for me, because I sat there and I went, what am I doing in this job? when I'm making more money outside of this job. So I, I just kept going and uh, eventually I, I stopped working in 2003 as a poli- in the police service. And, um, and once you get hooked on property, it's kind of in your blood. You just, you just can't stop, so you just keep going. <laughs>
1: I love it. So was a lot of what you did flipping or did you do some buy and hold as well?
0: No, most of it was flipping because in Australia, if you live in the property for more than 12 months, then you can flip it and pay no tax. And the profits were so huge. I just kept on doing Then I started buying several properties in a mining town, which were buy and hold with my business partners in Australia. And then we put the development applications in for townhouses and a whole bunch of stuff there. And they were
1: all buy and hold properties. Okay. Um and now what are your what 's your you 're out of Australia you moved to the u s you married a I'm an american and uh now what where is your investing focus? Are you still splitting what are you doing now so I came to the u s
0: about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. I started looking at the property market in the u s it is very different than Australia. I felt like I was starting all over again, and uh, I joined the local meetup, the Maria Group, which is the Mid-Atlantic um, Real Estate Group, mm-hmm. and and I started getting educated, and I spent a good part of maybe 12 months getting educated, trying to work out my strategy. I've done tax liens. Um, I flipped parcels of land down in Florida, which I've bought on tax liens. And you know, tax liens is not exactly a strategy I want to continue because it just wastes so much time for the result that I was getting. Yeah. Then I started looking at wholesaling, and I decided it wasn't for me. And then I was looking at flipping over here, and then I I really found something that I fell in love with, which was um, you know, multi apartments, you know, multi family apartments, which mm-hmm. I went and did a course and loved love the concept so i've been working on that for the last maybe 5 6 months and Great. um and i love it absolutely love it
1: beautiful so um you've been in real estate now you said for about 30 years yeah. and uh, you know i know a most investors um have a mistake or two or 10 or a hundred or So what would you say was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it?
0: Um, My biggest mistake, I was living in Australia and I bought with my business partner, a portfolio of 30 properties in Texas prior to 2008. And I'm sure your viewers uh, or your Mm -hmm. listeners are going to know what I'm going to say. Yeah. (laughs) My, my biggest mistake is I, I bought in, an, in, a, in a country that I wasn't living in, that I wasn't overly familiar with, and it was just so hard to do business. It was hard setting up bank accounts, and it was hard controlling the portfolio when I was in another country. I trusted my business partner over here, mm-hmm. um, and things uh, started not working out the way that were agreed upon. And then of course you know 2008 come and the whole property portfolio basically just went down, and so I lost you know some money in uh, in 2008 like a lot of other investors did. So you know that was my mistake of not having enough control over them, and the other one was not watching the economy enough. Like I should have, if I was investing in the US, I should have been watching the US economy. So you know what did I learn from it? I watch the economy like the hawk now. I, you know, I listen to Bigger Pockets. I listen to Robert Kiyosaki. I listen to the Radio Real Estate Guys. Mm-hmm. And I get informed as to what's happening with the economy so that it, when it does take a turn, that I have a strategy set up which is what I, I didn't have last time. So the greatest news is, you know, I've met other people that have lost more money than me. I met a guy the other day who lost 30 million. So I, I was feeling kind of good, <laughs> you know? And the great thing about that is, you know, you just dust yourself up, you pick yourself back up again, and you just keep going. Cause it doesn't matter what happens as long as you've got the knowledge and the drive and the vision, then you just keep going. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I think that's, you know, you got to understand that you're going to make mistakes and, you know, don't beat yourself up upon that. Um, you know, you learn, you know, and every mistake is a growing curve and it's a learning curve. And, um, you know, the more mistakes, the more advancements you
1: make. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The, the more mistakes, the more you learn. It was interesting that you're, you were talking about learning from the real estate guys was just last weekend at a seminar that they put on the their secrets of successful syndication, and Robert Helms was talking about how uh you know when he's looking to invest and he does some passive investments and when he's looking at, you know whether or not to invest with somebody he he needs them to have made some big mistakes before he will invest he says, if somebody's never had any mistakes and nothing's ever gone wrong, he won't invest with them and it's it's because they don't have that you know they they haven't learned enough or they haven't been around long enough because anyone who's been around long enough will have some whoppers in there you know in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> absolutely that's just yeah and that's and you've learned from that. You don't really learn from when things go well. So that's, that's why what, I like asking about, you know, what's your mistake? What's what's been your biggest mistake? What you did you learn from it? Because that yeah. um I think that's I, the mark of a yeah. successful investor. <laughs>
0: And I, and I hang around with a lot of property developers, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of wealthy people. And, and I ask them, I, I say to them, you know, what happened in 2008 for you? You know, what did you lose? What was your strategy? What, what did you learn? And I actually asked this from Robert Helms' father, a beautiful man when I was in Belize. And, uh, and, and the next question is, is what's your strategy if that happened again? What's your strategy now? You know, and I... I've asked some of the best, you know, entrepreneurs and business people, you know, about that because
1: I want to know what they learn. Yeah, exactly. Great. So then I'll ask you that. What's what's your strategy if that happens again for you? What's my
0: strategy? Look, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not, and this is just me. I'm not giving any advice here. So here's my disclaimer. <laughs> so yeah. My strategy is I'm actually not going to go into single family um, because I think single family is more exposed um, because when, when the market does take a turn, and I, I believe, and Robert Kiyosaki says this and a lot of economists say this, that the market will take a turn. Yeah. They just don't know when. So, you know, I haven't over leveraged my, um, my properties. I haven't. Uh, I've kept a stack of cash aside. I recently spoke to a guy, and and I said, "What would you do in 2008?" And he said, "I had a stack of cash." And he said, "I just bought up everywhere." And he said, "I made you know millions of dollars." I mean, I know a lot of people that made a lot of money back in 2008, 2009 because they just waited for the market. Um, so you know, I have cash set aside. I like multifamily because I think they're more stabilized during a downturn. Yeah. People can't pay their mortgages; they're going to move into apartments. Um, um the other areas that i'm doing due diligence on is medical buildings because i believe that medical buildings are almost recession proof you know with the yeah. aging population the baby boomers you know people are going to continue to use doctors you know and and i like that sector and and i'm kind of just getting into doing some due diligence there and i have a realtor who's uh who's doing some really good deals in there so great
1: i love it um So, the the flip side of the mistakes is, what are you most proud of?
0: You know, I'm I'm proud of my life. I mean, I just turned fifty in February this year, and and I really have an amazing life. Um, I went to a Tony Robbins seminar in two thousand and three. at date with destiny and i literally rewrote what i wanted my life to look like and my life looks far better than what i wrote in the journal and mm. but and and it and it's just amazing of how my life is just full of abundance and grace and i'm grateful every day you know my eat pray love journey you know four years just traveling around the world i, I wanted to know what it was like to travel the world without money or time as is an issue, you know, mm. and it was really amazing to, to do it for four years. And, um, you know, and I've really achieved a lot in 50 years. I mean, most people say that I've achieved a hundred years worth of lifetime experiences in 50 years. So, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of my life. I'm proud of who I am and who I've become in the process. Um, you know, and, and really I have an incredible blessed life with an amazing husband and uh and
1: amazing people around me Mm, i love that now you you really and i i want to touch a little bit on your eat pray love journey and your ability to travel around travel around the world without money or time as an issue so how how would real estate investing contribute to that
0: so i um i read the book i got inspired i'd split up with my husband which was really interesting because it was almost like the first chapter in the book Mm -hmm. i didn't have children because i i had you know seven years of infertility and and my question i asked myself is what's the upside of divorce and infertility (laughs) and what is it in life that i always wanted to do that i never did and i asked that question because i had a girlfriend who got cancer and so I, I packed my bags and uh, and I had I had a bunch of properties in Australia and I had multiple income streams, not only from properties but from other things as well. And I started traveling. The first two years, I didn't even work. I, I did nothing. And uh, and it was really interesting because I really wanted to go deep within myself. You know, I wanted to really understand who I was and how I could contribute to the world. You know, I had a motto of, you know, touch, move and inspire people on a daily basis at a global level and um, and it really gave me a huge insight. You know, property was part of that journey um, because it, it gave me, you know, gave me great income to allow me to do that and then in the middle of the journey, I had a tenant in a commercial property pack up and leave in the middle of the night and the next thing mm. you know, bang, I was, I was out of income in one income stream and... uh And it really came down to asking my divine to, you know, to provide for me. You know, do I go back and sue her and go after her and prosecute her and and put a legal, you know, and do I really want to get tied up in that and that energy or do I want to just really live my purpose? And next thing you know, I landed at three months volunteer program at the autism treatment center with all food accommodation paid for. And, Mm. you know, I, I think that, you know, when you really surrender and the whole journey was all about, you know, I, I traveled around the world with no schedule. So it was all about, you know, I asked my divine to put me where I needed to go, you know, put me whoever I needed to be in front of who I could, you know, help and serve and, you know, and, and it really came back and it was all about surrender for me. And, uh, you know, and I got through it and, and I rebuilt again and, and off I went, so. But properties, I mean, I, you know, property, property can just give you so much. You know, I mean, we, my husband and I, I mean, he runs his business, you know, we laugh and say we got a coffee job because if we get <laughs> up you know, one morning and we want to go and see our grandson at, at school, then we just go, you know, uh, I, I, the thing is, I just don't do traffic. I don't sit in cars and I don't do traffic and I don't do nine to five and I don't go to work. You know, and and I did it for fifteen years as an attorney. You know, I had five hundred files in my office and I got burnt out and it's like I don't want to do that, I'm done. You know, I, I need to find another way and I need to create multiple income streams and um but you gotta do something that aligns with your value system. For me, property I I've always loved property.
1: Always loved it. I love that. It's so great. Well, you should be proud of this incredible life that you've you have created and are living um, and I, I love how you know your, your beautiful model of gratitude and surrendering and, um, and allowing the divine to just bring you into incredible places you couldn't even have dreamed possible because you've mm. been able to surrender to it um, so to what do you attribute your success you've been very successful over these years what, to what do you attribute that
0: I think I think it depends on what you mean by success because what success may mean to one person doesn't necessarily mean success to another. I mean, what
1: does success mean to you? My, my life is very enriched, you know,
0: it's, it's, and it's not always about money. I mean, my life is about experiences, you know? Yes. Um, and, and having the ability to create income streams from property to have those experiences is pretty amazing, you know? Um, I think I think that the two things that was really important to my success is education. And you know what, I I spent six years doing a law degree, you know, to become an attorney. And, you know, it's like being a property investor. You know, you've got to go off and do a property school. You know, you've got to get educated. And Robert Kiyosaki says, says this on one of his CDs. You know, somebody says, you know, if I've got $10,000, what should I spend it on? And he says education. And he's absolutely right, you know. You've yeah. got to get educated. You've got to get educated in money. You've got to get educated in business. You've got to get educated in finance, in property, you know, whatever area you're going down. And, and you know, I followed Robert Kiyosaki's model of, you know, go find the best and go work for them. You know what? I found Tony Robbins. I went and worked for his, his company in Australia. You know, John Martini was from The Secret. I then worked yeah. for his company. You know, Brian Tracy's one of the best salespersons on the planet. I went and worked for him, you know, and find the best of the best and create, manifest, whatever you want to, you know, whatever terminology works for you, create an opportunity where you go and work for the best. And you know what? Sometimes they pay you. Sometimes they don't. The fact is, at the end of the day, is what's the value of you getting out of it, the time that you spend and you learn with them and you learn, you know, you know, whatever the materials are, you know, it's so educate and education. My life is just a life of education. You know, I, I love learning new things. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of free stuff out there, you know, bigger pockets is amazing. because they I've got a lot of free stuff. And I just got off listening to a podcast from, um, from the real estate guys, the radio real estate guys. Um, so there's, there's really great stuff out there. Be careful of who you seek advice from. Go and seek advice from people that are actually doing it, not saying or teaching. Um, and the second thing to my success is always keep your vision there, you know, whatever it is by way of goals, vision boards, you know, share your visions and your dreams and be very careful who you share them with. Um, because you don't want to share them with the dream stealers you know you want to share them with people that are like-minded that are going to say you know what I'm going to buy you know a block of apartments this month And, and my husband says that's great let's go out and do it you know rather than somebody who says oh you can't do that you haven't got money you know be very careful about who you spend your time with are people going to take energy from you or are they going to lift you up and support your goals you know and perhaps spend less time with people that that you know are not of the same mindset as yourself,
1: yeah, absolutely, although' so important, the education piece and having a clear vision and who you're who you're around, um, beautiful, so what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out, you know it's like who you were when you were twenty twenty one or whatever when you just began How, what advice would you give her?
0: I would, uh, you know, what I would do? Go and find. Well, first of all, get clarity on what you want. You know, yeah. it's like you know, you know, I, I want to make a million dollars in ten years, and that's what's my vision. That's you know, um, you know, set set your goals, get clarity on what you want, and then go and find somebody who's done it, and go and ask them to help you or mentor them. You know, there, there's a guy that that was approached. Uh, I approached me and asked me to mentor him and and I've been mentoring him and he just bought his first property. Um, And I don't charge him. And you know why I don't charge him? Because he asked, he asked for help and and I was in that position when I was his age. And you know, you'll find that very generous people are always willing to give their time. You know, the question is, is, are you going to, are you going to keep your end of the bargain? You know, when a, when a mentor is giving you mentoring or coaching because you're learning wisdom from them, then if they say go and do something, then go and do it. Don't don't take advantage of their time because you will soon lose them, you know? And, and there's not a lot of people that are willing to stick up their hand in the property field that are willing to donate their time, you know? And, yeah. um, you know, but, but go and find somebody and ask and say, hey, you know, would you help me get started? And, you know, you will find... In the property arena, there are really beautiful people and people that have made money and lost money and people that will, are willing to be generous with their time. you just got to find the right person. So, you know, that's what I would, you know, I suggest. Get clarity on what you want, once again, is what I, I suggested. Um, personal development and education, I can't stress that enough and I've also said that, um, spirituality and 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 this is this came to a lot you know this has come to a lot of me from a lot of seminars of different sources you know one of them was was tony robbins and his business mastery program and business is a spiritual practice and i never saw business as a spiritual practice but but it really is and when you sit there and you ask the question you know how can i serve this person how can I serve this person by perhaps doing a deal with them and buying their house or giving them, you know, doing a seller carry back deal with them? Or how can I create a, a, you know, an apartment where I can help somebody and, you know, and how can I manifest business deals? And, you know, you really got to sit within yourself and it really, I mean, my business has grown more from spirituality than any other strategy. (laughs) And I think I've grown more from spirituality as well. So, you know, you got to make sure that your energy aligns with who you are so that you, you can open the
1: doors to allow, you know, abundance and wealth. Absolutely. I mean, that's probably why I call this group Real Estate Investor Goddesses. You know, I believe that, you know, with the goddess, that each one of us is at least a drop of the divine within. And that, that, um, that name is to kind of remind us that this is, is part of a spiritual journey as uh, you know as spiritual beings here absolutely and i believe
0: i believe you know and i I coach on this i believe all women are goddesses and any woman that that says to themselves oh i'm not going to elevate myself you know what you should because women are really amazing beautiful creatures you know and they're incredible mums they're amazing wives they do 40 things at once they're wonderful business women you know and and the divine feminine and and the sisterhood we really need to protect, and we need to sh- cherish that and and any woman that doesn't can't relate to the word goddess," they need to find the goddess within because every woman should at least be able to to cherish that within herself
1: i I absolutely agree oh Katrina, thank you so much. This has been really divine um and uh we're going to conclude with the Trinity, which is how we. Uh, which is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. But before we get into the Trinity, how can people um, want to find out more about you? So where should they go to find out more about you? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you can Google our website, legendaryloveforlife.com um, okay. and make make contact on there. And and of course, you know, I mean, anyone who needs to contact me can contact you because my my you've got my private phone number. So. You know, and I'm, and I'm healthy. I'm happy to help any woman out there if she wants to kick off a portfolio or she wants support. Or, you know, I'm happy to spend an hour of my time to any of the women out there, you know, and, and um, you know, I'm not going to charge you. I mean, I, you know, I don't do that, you know, because it's not my core business. Um, my core business is, is making money doing real estate investment. But I'm certainly mm-hmm. happy to support any woman that's out there who wants to kick off.
1: But uh, so they can just contact you and, and get my number. Okay. All right. So what's uh one thing you're celebrating right now? What are you bragging? I
0: gotta say, and this has been my bragging for the month and I'm so excited and, and you were actually there to, to enjoy part of the you know, bragging is um my uh, I I bought in a syndication in a seventeen million dollar property development down in Belize. I bought a parcel of land with um, a syndication group and we're building four apartments on there. And um, and it's a, it's a pretty amazing deal. I mean, I went down to Belize and that's obviously where I met you and it was far better than what I even thought it was when I got down there. The beauty of it is my husband and I just spent a week in Belize at a $70 million resort, which is three quarters of the way built. And uh, after you know everyone went home, there was six of us left there for a week to basically at twenty five dollars a night, <laughs> staying in these luxury, you know, beautiful luxury place. And I just kind of sat there and I, I looked at these amazing uh, buildings and uh, resort and and I kind of sat there with my husband. I said, you know what, life doesn't get any better than this. I mean, like this is just the ultimate of, of being able to write it off on tax, stay in a you know a seventy million dollar you know, business development kind of luxury resort and pay $25 a an night. And, and what's even better well, is like Hilton, Hilton Hotels got, uh, got the rights over all the apartments and when it opens in November, uh, those $25 a night won't
1: be uh, that cheap to anyone else. Not at all. Well, we'll brag. So what's one thing you're grateful for? Sorry, what was the question? What's one thing you're grateful for?
0: I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for my life, my my journey, my spiritual, my guidance. I feel like I'm protected, connected, and directed. Beautiful. I love that. And lastly, what's one thing you desire? I want to go to Bora Bora for two weeks. And I'm going to do that when I buy my next apartment building. That is my gift to myself. I want to stay on those little houses with those glass, you know, bottom
1: (laughs) flooring. (laughs) I love it. So shall your desire be or so much better than you could imagine. Oh, thank you so much, Katrina, and, um, you know, thanks to all of you listeners. If you want to um, connect with Katrina, again, you can send a a message to me. You can find me at Real uh, Real Estate Investor Goddesses on Facebook or realestateinvestorgoddesses.com. As well, um, you know, if you want to connect with me, I have – if you have a mentoring program, so for people who are looking for mentors from somebody who's actually doing the work, then um, you can contact me about that, too. So thank you again, Katrina, and thanks to all of you out there. And join us next time where we're going to interview another incredible goddess real estate investor. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you.